the Poetical Manifesto is back for a deeper reflection about the act of creation and what the mission of Creators with the Human Collective represents. The Poetical Manifesto is now available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. So, if you are a poet, an artist, or a lover of poetry art, who wants to participate in the conversation about the evolution of culture, creativity, and how the people who channel humanity's culture can live happier lives, the Poetical Manifesto is for you. Remember, episode 4 concluded that the poet is a complex being, serving transcendence, and therefore being a channel of cultural genius. What happens to that someone with all of that, so complex, someone who serves transcendence, someone who can be a writer, a storyteller, an artist, a musician, or a mystic, someone who is multi-sensitive, empathetic, and a creator. Consumption. Men, women, and teenagers who've been trained to believe they can't create will do something conventional with their lives, and in the meantime, will consume the ones who do create. Why? For two reasons. We consume art because we are creative by nature, or so we've been told. Did you notice everybody talks about creativity and writes books about that creative gift we all have without bringing any significant proof or major changes in groups of people? Otherwise, the world we live in would be a different place. Proving all human beings can disrupt inertia and create novelty or even a culture is challenging. Creation is a mix of surrender to the unknown and willpower. Although we might be gifted at detecting possibilities of surrender in others, something leaders excel at doing, we never know in advance whether their willpower will withstand the test of time. However, because poets and artists who are both cultural leaders devote their whole lives to experimenting, they have a refined self-knowledge and can vouch for themselves. So the difference between a creator, whether is a poet or an artist, and someone who is not a creator, is willpower. It is the will to create. Poets and artists do not read about creativity in books or watch a YouTube tutorial. They are the tutorial. Poets and artists know from experience and multi-sensitivity that we are all creators. So each time we as a group are not being ourselves through the act of creation, we consume creators as a substitute for creation, feeding off them as we yield our creative responsibility to poets and artists. Yes, we are bound to consume the human beings who channel culture when we do not take this responsibility for ourselves. What is wrong with consuming people, you might say? If you omit what the fact of using another human being as a means to an end signifies in terms of empathy, I would say the problem is imposture, helplessness, and an overall sense of creative and existential incompetence. Let's be honest. A lot of us love singers, actors, artists, and even poets because we believe we are not able to do what they are doing. 
we deem we cannot do what they are doing. So that love is not real love. It is rather a substitute for love, aiming at reinforcing a deficient sense of self. Also, and this is what the Poetical Manifesto teaches, consuming other beings poses ethical problems and creates conflicts, suffering, and the ultimate disappearance of the humans we were praising at first. Do you think making someone famous is a gift? Can you count how many artists, writers, died a miserable death, addicted to substances the way we are or were addicted to them? The second reason why we consume art lies in the pattern of our common behaviors. We consume art because we are predictable. As a species, we humans have a limited set of activities, which makes us quite predictable. More on that in the Poetical Manifesto. Thanks for listening. My name is Miriam Obingu, and I am a poet. Mm-hmm.